0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 76th episode of If We Can Just Say. Wow. Yeah. I am your host, Jessica Carter-Ogle. With me, as always, is my handsome husband, <laughs> Stephen Ogle.
1: Hey, everybody. 76 episodes, is I feel like that's a lot. I feel, I, like, I feel I, like that's a lot. I
0: felt like it was, too.
1: <laughs> like, man, we're still doing this a uh, year and a half later.
0: You're going to have me doing this for the rest of my life.
1: I mean, that's the goal. That's the yeah. goal, right? I mean, you know, we're having fun. We are. Until this becomes not fun, which I feel like is going to take a very long time for it to not yeah. be fun. I, I mean,
0: it's hit or miss with me sometimes just because I'm me.
1: Very, very But true. anyone very who true. knows me understands that. Very true. And anybody who knows you goes, wow, I'm sorry, pal. I'm sorry, pal. Oh, please. No, they go, <laughs> well done, sir.
0: Well done. You tricked her, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, no
1: tricking involved here Waiting for the spell to wear off because uh.
0: Something feels real fishy around here <laughs>
1: Well happy Labor yeah.
0: Day to everybody
1: Labor Day we are uh, Day
0: to celebrate the American worker Though
1: I feel like oof, Sort boy. of Yeah and, uh, Day to celebrate the American worker In which uh, three multi-billionaires Now own more wow. wealth than the bottom 90% of America that's uh, two hundred ninety-one million Americans, by the way. Uh,
0: enjoy your labor.
1: Woo, yeah. All so that to the, say, so for the ninety, for the two hundred ninety-one million Americans that that uh, don't have all the money. Right. Woo, let's celebrate Labor Day.
0: But all that to say, Happy Labor Day. Yep. Um. Hope you guys, some of you are able to enjoy a long weekend. Yeah. Um, I got lucky. I got off early on Friday, so I had like a half day. I did too. Yeah, that was unexpected. That I, was cool.
1: <laughs> I I got off early on Friday because my computer got an update from. It's a Dell, and it got a Dell update, and I was like, "All right, cool. Well, I'm done with my meetings. It's eleven o'clock. I, I got a few things I got to do this afternoon, but like I got time to do a quick five minute reboot or whatever, and uh, shut everything down, did the reboot, and uh, well, it came up said there was a problem and then said it had to repair some stuff so i followed my prompts as a you know read everything i'm i'm in it i've seen some of this stuff before i'm like all right cool and then as the prompts kept going forward i was like oh we got a major problem this is yeah. this is going to be bad and then uh yeah so my computer pretty much crapped out on itself and i had to take it in to be reimaged so i got off at like noon yeah Friday. i was
0: supposed to <laughs> um, meet up with one of my friends um but she um, got a new job and had some training. So congratulations to her. You know who you are. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't get to meet up with her. So he was driving home and he's like, what time are you leaving? And I'm like, I'm not. And he, I was like, Do you want to go into Plymouth and like grab a drink or something? And so yeah, it was nice just kind of on a Friday afternoon, unexpectedly going and
1: yeah, having Ho- a drink and hanging out. Hopefully they'll have my computer ready on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, hopefully.
1: If they don't, then I'm going to be.
0: And that will be tomorrow. Today is Monday. We are recording on Labor Day.
1: Yep. So, so hopefully mm-hmm. my computer's ready. If not, it's going to be a long Tuesday for me because I won't be able to do very much.
0: Yeah. All right. So what else is new? We didn't. Um, we didn't talk about. We went to a Tiger game this year.
1: Yeah. Uh, we we skipped that last week for some yeah. reason. We went and saw my childhood favorite team always will be my favorite baseball team because that's uh, tennessee didn't have a major league baseball team and i got wgn so i watched the cubs as a kid and i saw that the tigers were playing the cubs this year and i was like babe we have to go i want to see the cubs play and man it was so cool it was, it was cool. a good
0: game i like to sit my dad turned me on to the key Lines corner section of comerica park so that's where i always like to sit yeah it's a good so spot. we got some good seats. We saw the game. He's wearing his as opposed to picture, his Tigers shirt and his Cubs hat. Yep. there were so many Cubs fans. I think there might have been more Cubs fans than Tigers fans. I mean, granted, there was also no one there. Yeah, it was totally like very low crowd. But the amount of Cubs fans, yeah, was the crazy. Up, the
1: upper deck didn't have that many people in it. The lower deck was pretty full, but the up uh, the upper deck was very sparse yeah but uh she told me she's like you're gonna look ridiculous you're wearing a cubs hat and a tiger shirt think you're I gonna look that. ridiculous I and i said no that. i'm not i said there'll be plenty of fans that'll do this and before we parked i bet we part, passed a couple hundred fans that were wearing combinations of tigers and cubs and full-on cubs like no tigers I'm stuff and it, it, it's cared. the cubs like They're like a national, beloved team. Like it's it's the Chicago Cubs. Like there's no, I don't know of anybody who hates the Cubs, unless they're like a Reds fan or 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 a Cardinals fan or something like that.
0: We're getting to Wrigley next year. Hopefully, we're supposed to go in 2020.
1: God, that's that's the one baseball park I want to go to.
0: I was telling my brother yesterday, I'm like, I want to go to Wrigley while it's still Wrigley, because who knows? I don't want to go to like John Smith, you know, whatever.
1: Yep. Yep. Um that parking it's
0: all changed to some
1: corporation and Yeah. I I grew up watching a lot of national league teams, so I'd love to go to that park. I'd love to see where the Pirates play. I'd love to see where the Brewers my play. My brother
0: did mention that. I want to go to the Great American ballpark in Cincinnati.
1: Yep, Cincinnati yeah. would be good. Um uh, I'd go to Cleveland um so anyway yeah, i I, would I, say, I love the well cleveland's an american league team but i love the national league teams that's more what i grew up watching next uh,
0: year will be wrigley and then
1: maybe another one yeah hopefully we'll maybe we'll hit pittsburgh maybe. i'd love to hit pittsburgh that that area that that city's really cool with the rivers coming through and stuff and the parks are pittsburgh, all right there so
0: i would i've always wanted oh what am i talking about yes i have yeah You've We've, been to
1: Pittsburgh. We talked about it on this podcast when we yeah, saw Kip we Moore, folks. <laughs> I liked it. Go back and find that episode.
0: They had good popcorn.
1: But yeah, so then uh, yesterday, while we were over at your parents, I watched uh, oh, them yeah. play the White Sox. Yeah. And uh, mostly watched that with your mom while you guys were out in the pool. And uh, man, uh, it, it, it was it was a good game. It was a really good game. Like the uh, Tigers ended up uh, going up three to two in the seventh, and then they closed them out, yeah. which was cool. Um, and they were in Chicago, but it uh, it was a good game, man. There, sh- the the Tigers are starting to have the beginnings of a good team again. They got some players, uh, Meadows being one of them. That is like fantastic. Yeah. He did a he had a triple when we saw him, um, and yeah. it, I mean. Yeah, they they have the beginnings of a good team right now. They're starting to come alive, and it's cool. I mean, they're not making the playoffs this year. Let's not be well, let's no. not get crazy. But they have the beginnings of a good team, yeah. a young team as well, which is cool. And then, of course, Miguel Cabrera is on his last farewell season. And uh, so every park they go to, they're giving him, like, some sort of uh, gift or something. And they were showing a bunch of highlights. And at one of the games, uh, they gave him a rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah he's probably
0: like i just wish i could sit in this thing right now but i gotta go play a game
1: yeah but like they showed him man like he's having a blast yeah. he's having a good time he's he's, he's cra- I mean, cracking he's up in the dugout too like he's oh and yeah.
0: he he was great while well, he was great but he's he's done and so i can see him being ready to
1: yeah, I mean, get, he some,
0: did, get him out and get some new talent in.
1: He was the 17th player in in baseball history to get the triple triple crown, yeah, which is a big deal. And then he uh, also passed 3,000 hits and joined Willie Mays and Hank Aaron. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> like, that is that is super cool. And then he passed uh, he passed Tony Gwynn this year. Yeah, as well, which was cool. So yeah, no, he's. Miguel Cabrera, man, he's a man. But uh, last season, it'll be uh, <laughs> according to what your brother said. It, it, that's going to free up thirty-two million dollars for the team next year, not having to pay wow. him. Wow! <laughs> so, hopefully, they utilize that money and get some more young players and uh, keep building the team. So
0: we had a lot of sports this week, on really sports, sports, and sports entertainment. We'll get to, but yeah. we watched the. The first game of first home game of the season for University of Michigan on Saturday. Woo!
1: Shout out to my buddy Go Ricky blue. with his season tickets. Sent me a, a picture from where they were sitting. And uh, man, next,
0: next week Stephen will send me a picture from there because he'll be sitting there.
1: Yeah, next week I'll, we'll have some photos to throw up for our for our post. But yeah, Ricky and I will be there for next week when they play UNLV. But this week they were playing East Carolina. Yeah. And uh, well, I'd say I pretty I'd say I actually watched the game. You watched most of it, yeah. Um, they they do I mean they East Carolina's not winning this game. Yeah. Like it, it's it, they are just not going to win this game. Like it, it it, was it, it's it's it is what it is and 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 they looked good. But they just, they're not going to yeah. beat Michigan. They're not in that league. And
0: I've said this before, like Saturday was wonderful for me. It was like noon. I had a window open. There was the sounds of fall and football on the TV. I had a sweatshirt on. And <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, I'm not a big football fan. Anyone knows that about me, but I love what football brings to the time of the year yeah I like hearing football in the background and having leaves blowing and it was like noon and we didn't have anything to do it was like the best Saturday we've had in a long time and like I was like well it's Saturday it's noon it's football and he's like what are you asking me if I want a beer I was like yes (laughs) he's like yes and I was like oh this is great just yeah,
1: it was great. Yeah, it was a good time. They uh, they won thirty to three. That field goal literally yeah. came in the last seconds yeah. of the game, in which uh, East Carolina f- got in field goal range. And and the the coach is a new coach, I guess, for that team. And he's like, I, you know, got to get some points. Got to get some points I don't on the board.
0: A, a shutout on his record isn't. I mean, yeah, a loss is one thing. A shutout's another.
1: Yeah, and the commentators were like, these kind of things matter when it mm-hmm. comes to coaches and their records. They look, you know, they. It's an ash. It's a big asterisk if they have a shutout, yeah. you know, and whether or not they get some points on the board. And he's like, "I'm putting some points on the board." And it was funny because the uh, the Michigan coach was just like had this look on his face, like, "Are you kidding me, man?" Yeah, like, "Dang it!" Like, we almost had this team shut out, and now they're gonna put three points on the board. Yep. Um, so yeah, so that game was good. At the same time, Tennessee was playing uh, UVA, which is, uh, I believe, Virginia. Virginia, oh my gosh, I'm gonna screw that up, so let's just say u v a okay um, but uh they beat them forty nine to thirteen, so Tennessee is starting off this year, being ranked number twelve, they lost their starting quarterback and their two top wide receivers all gone. Wow, so they are starting anew, and Joe milton the third, their new quarterback, is a stud. this dude like he's cute, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean this dude is fantastic. Now, granted, they played you know UVA. No offense to UVA, but they weren't going to beat Tennessee either. They're not a they're not a team that's Wasn't in that, that kind of how the
0: season starts.
1: Generally, that's how the season starts yeah. for most teams. They play what's called a cake game. Yeah, uh, Ooh, for, the, cake for sounds good for the first couple of games of the season. So Tennessee forty nine to thirteen. That team's gonna it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. The other big game was last night, which was LSU versus Florida State. LSU ranked number five, Florida State ranked number eight. This is a big game. Biggest game of the weekend, two top ten teams playing each other because, like I said, most teams take a cake game to start yeah. the season. I have more respect for teams that do not. I have more respect for teams that go, you know what? Yeah, first game of the season, I'll take on a top ten team. Let's do it. And granted, they signed these contracts well, early. aren't
0: the cake teams taken on?
1: Yeah, but they make these schedules like a yeah. year year in advance, so they knew they were going to face Florida State last year. They knew that this was going to be their first game of the season, and Florida State is no slouch. Like they yeah. they they're a top ten school. Like they they have been for a long time. They they're always in that conversation of being one of the best teams in the country, and they beat LSU forty five to twenty four. Wow, like no joke, they hammered them. Like and it was forty five to seventeen until the last couple minutes of the game when when uh lsu finally got another touchdown so like it it wasn't a competition like you can look at the stats like uh, yeah like florida state ran away with the game in the second half it just they just took over first half was a close game and florida state took over so lsu is going to have a rough go of it for the rest of the year because they already got that loss i
0: have this weird feeling that we're going to be watching more college football this year
1: a little bit. I, I'm only going to pay attention to the, to a few teams, and I guess the other team to mention since we're in Michigan is Michigan State. They destroyed Central Michigan University, thirty-one to seven.
0: Also a Michigan.
1: Yeah. Also a Michigan team. Um. So yeah, yeah. So, we'll yeah. pay. We'll pay attention to college football this year more. Uh, it, for the NFL, I might mention the Lions, which they start on Thursday. Well,
0: aren't there, like, big hopes for the Lions this year? There always is. I know, but...
1: And I'm too jaded, so I I, I expect for them to do terribly. Um, and I'm also a Saints fan, so...
0: I don't mind when you watch football, though, because when you watch football, I don't really watch it, but I usually will, like, read. Yeah. I, I'm, like, almost done with another book, and I just finished, if you guys saw me post... um. yellow face Face by rf kong that's a fantastic book it's so good it's just very thought-provoking really sharply written really well written um very good and i'm also now reading um malibu rising by taylor jenkins Reid, which i will be posting when i'm done with it which might be today i'm not sure but i'm blazing through it
1: yeah all right cool Have um, have you thought about doing a review of these books and throwing it up on our blog
0: Maybe, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah,
1: that could help out for people that read books. They might be interested for in for people for
0: people that read books. For people
1: that read books, they might yeah. be more interested in like a, a a longer like a long review of the book and, yeah. and or some summarization. What yeah, you think, and what I you feel like, like I sort like. of
0: um, stalled out on reading a little bit this summer. The summer was just weird overall, weather stuff, everything was kind of weird. But I feel like I'm I'm feeling that like drive again. Yeah. So, and I was telling him I read a lot of books by Beatrice Williams. And she had this three part book and I read the first one and I thought I was reading the second one, but I read the third one all the way through and I was like, (laughs) wait a second. And then I realized I didn't read the second one. So I have the second one here. So, um, same thing happened with this Taylor Jenkins read book I'm reading called Malibu Rising. So this book's called Malibu Rising, and she has another book called Carrie Soto is Back. And as I'm starting Malibu Rising, Carrie Soto is referenced. And I was like, oh, heck no, I am not going through this again. So I close the book. I get on the Google. I'm like, what order are these books? Who's? And I was like, OK, I'm in the right order here. But
1: You know, it's funny you say that. And and. Being somebody that watches a lot of movies that have sequels and stuff, I'm picturing like watching Godfather, but not watching Godfather Part 2 and then watching Part 3 and going, I'm so confused. Like, what what happened to all the characters that I love?
0: When the book ended, I was like ready for more. And I was like, "Okay, so that's actually the end, though. And when the book started, I was like, wow, she's really summarizing a lot of stuff real quick. I'm surprised all this stuff happened behind the scenes when, in fact, it happened in the second book. So I have the second book now I'm going to read. We'll see how that goes. Oh, God. My own fault. And then I have a couple books on hold for our honeymoon trip so I can take them on the plane with me. Oh. Yes. We'll talk more about that next week. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's the sports portion. Let's transition into the sports entertainment.
1: So the big news this week, um, we covered a year ago.
0: Yep.
1: The big news in AEW. Was that CM Punk had had a press conference of which he lost his mind, said a whole bunch of stuff, went crazy, and then got into a fight with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega backstage. Physical
0: altercation. Yep.
1: Physical altercation. Everybody got suspended. whole thing. Just like a whole conglomerate mess of nonsense. She just gave me the look, because apparently I say that a lot. Yes, Um, you do. But... This was a year ago. He came back a few months ago because in the match before the press conference, he tore his tricep. So he's legit out for six or seven months with a torn tricep at his age, in his mid-40s, and he's suspended. So he came back, and they created a show for him called Collision. Let me
0: say for the record, I was hoping he was not going to come back because he's nothing but an egocentric troublemaker
1: there was a lot of us that thought that was hoping that he would not come back now at the time for those of you that pay attention to wrestling you might know who eric bischoff is eric bischoff was a guy who ran creative for wcw in the 90s and early 2000s um he has his own podcast called 83 weeks but he mentioned during when this press conference thing happened a year ago this is what he said in terms of a return on investment this guy has to be the biggest financial flop in the history of wrestling.
0: Overall, across companies.
1: Yes. That's what he said a year ago. Now, last week, we covered All In. And we mentioned a little bit that there was a scuffle between CM Punk and Jack Perry. Uh, for those of you who are, or might be wondering, yes, that's Luke Perry's son, Jack Perry.
0: Dylan for life.
1: Yep. And they got into a little bit of scuffle, mentioned that about using real glass and the whole thing. I mentioned that in the last week's podcast. Well, CM Punk apparently took a swing at Tony Khan during all this.
0: Yeah, I feel like he just like lost it back there.
1: And got himself fired. Yeah. On Saturday, I'm watching the, the U of M game, and then you and I started watching, I think, Star Wars Rebels, and then your dad sent me a text And then I saw it online almost simultaneously that CM Punk had been fired Yep, by AEW.
0: Consequences, man. His ego is the size of Texas.
1: It's crazy. He
0: is such... He... It's in his... I've said it the whole time. From the moment he came back, it is in his name. He's a punk.
1: The thing is, is that... He's a pot-stirring punk. Tony Khan is arguably the biggest CM Punk fan in the wrestling business. And took a chance to bring him back Mm -hmm. and then said for the first time in his 30 years of being a part of wrestling shows and being producing and stuff for the first time in his life, he felt his life was in danger.
0: Yeah. I'm sure it was scary to see him just losing his mind back there.
1: Yeah. And then legal counsel has had advised him to, to uh, release CM Punk. So Eric Bischoff made a comment on, on Saturday, uh, about this as well. And he said, I just heard the news. In my opinion, Tony Khan made the right call. Tough one, but the right one. Hashtag respect. Yeah. And I, I, Eric Bischoff is one of those guys that is very smart in the business. Very smart business mind, but very smart in the business of wrestling. And for him to come out and say a year ago, the biggest financial flop in the history of wrestling,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then to come out and say... Yeah, this was the right call.
0: Well, from uh, you know, I always have my HR hat on. From an HR perspective, you know, I appreciate hearing Tony Khan say he was scared for his life. He was, and he doesn't think anybody should have to go to work and feel that way. Yes. He doesn't want any of the other wrestlers or anyone on staff. And he mentioned not just wrestlers, but the people who do the producing, the people, everybody there backstage. He doesn't, nobody should feel scared. Nobody should be it fearful back there. He doesn't want that type of work atmosphere. So you have to remove the bad apple. Yep. Like and so he did.
1: Somebody had a sign uh the the pay-per-view last night uh for AEW because they're in Chicago. Somebody had a sign on the front row that said Tony Khan cured cancer.
0: Yeah. The (laughs) cancer of the locker room. God. So that show was Sunday, but Saturday was WWE Payback. How was that?
1: WWE Payback was fantastic. I spent
0: four hours reading Malibu Rising.
1: Uh, I (laughs) will say that they started off the show with what was, in my opinion, the best match on the show. And that was Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus in Mm -hmm. a steel cage. I did
0: see a bit of that because even though I'm reading, he'll be like, let me know when you have a minute. Let me know when you have a minute. Let me show you this. This started when we first started dating and I would try to read while he was watching wrestling. So So I did see a bit of this.
1: Yeah. But the thing is, is like, they started with this match and I messaged your dad about halfway through. And I was like, these ladies are going to walk back through the curtain and they're going to tell everybody in in the locker room, good luck following that. Because they, man, they had the crowd in the palm of their hand. It was fantastic. They've been feuding for a few months, but this was finally the payoff. Finally, the one-on-one match that Becky has been wanting with Trish Stratus and yeah, I mean, it It was fantastic. They did a, such a good job telling a story in the ring of trying to get out of the cage, trying to...
0: I mean, and Trish is what, you said 47? Yeah. you. She's...
1: Yeah, she's still got she, it. Her
0: ring age is 27.
1: Yes, because she's a fitness trainer. So when she left WWE, she's been doing fitness and yoga for the last yeah. 10 or 15 years. I don't know how long she's been out. I think she retired and... She retired in the mid-2000s before we got to 2010, so maybe 2006 or seven. Mm. So she's been doing fitness training and yoga, and she's had, I think, two kids during that time. Yeah. But the girl is in fantastic cardio shape. Didn't look like she sweat at all. Her and Becky Lynch. I would Lynch, agree
0: with that. They both, they weren't blowing up at all.
1: Nope, they were not. It was, it was fantastic. Uh, the other women's match was Rhea Ripley and Raquel uh, Rodriguez. Mm. And I will say that for the first time— in a very long time, I saw two women in the ring that didn't have hair extensions or tons of makeup that that was ridiculous in any yeah, sort of way. Yeah, that was
0: just for sexualization. Yep. Like, Rhea Ripley is like, she is it, man. Yes. You talk about having it all yes. in wrestling. She's got it. Raquel Rodriguez does not have it. She's missing something. She's good, but there's just, it's there not- There is something missing, yeah. There, she, not everybody has star power. Rhea Ripley- in this, in this gimmick that they're doing, in this way, she's never looked more real. She's yep. never looked like she's channeling more of herself in her character. She is a star. She is a badass. She, I mean, her thighs could crack a walnut.
1: Yeah, no. She is tough legit.
0: and strong and, like, intense and, like, Oh, I love watching her. I follow her on Instagram. I love it. Yeah. She's great.
1: And she did an homage to China. She wore an outfit that that looked just like China. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool because China broke a lot of ground for women women like Rhea she Ripley did, to have yeah. matches like her and stuff, uh trying to do a lot of and To the business. not be
0: sexualized. Yes. To be a female wrestler and to not be sexualized because ninety eight percent of those female wrestlers out there are just sexualized. And they have these outfits on and these this makeup and this long hair and they look just like they could either be going to a Playboy shoot or into the ring. Yep. And there's a handful of women who are like china who are not you've got Shayna baszler ronda rousey when she was there rhea ripley these women are powerhouses raquel
1: yeah they yep. are
0: wrestlers they yep. are you know and it's different
1: yep over in aew you have you have smaller girls but you have ruby yeah ruby soho exactly you have uh, jamie hader you yeah, Br- uh, there's a Britt lot Baker. in
0: AEW. AEW's yeah. female talent is not sexualized to the level of WWE's. Yeah, they are just not. Nobody yeah. is. Um, I'm trying to think off the bat of who I don't think. I can't think of anybody that looks like. No,
1: there's nobody you know, that looks sexualized. No, in, in, there out, isn't. Outside of maybe Soraya. Uh, maybe because of her whole cleavage. Thing, Does she but... even
0: count because she can't wrestle and she can't be on the mic and she's just like a paperweight holding the belt? Yeah, I guess so. so I don't. Even she is a bit of a paper Think champion. that she.
1: But uh, back to uh, WWE. Sorry. Uh, so Rhea Ripley defended her title and won. Yeah. So she is part of a group called Judgment Day with her and Dirty Dom, Dominic Mysterio, and Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Finn Balor and Damian Priest challenged Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the Tag team championships in a street fight that went all over the arena. Kevin Owens got busted open. Yeah. Uh at one point him and Sami Zayn put on hockey yes. jerseys, which and we're was in like, awesome. the penalty
0: box and came like raring out of the penalty box. Uh, it was great because they're funny. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So
1: yeah, they were in that uh the, the penguins penguin. I'd
0: like to go to that city sometime.
1: <laughs> they were in the penguins hockey arena. Mm-hmm. Um but man, great match. And Judgment Day One. There's a great they picture. They now have Yeah, almost all the titles. There's it's a great, great
0: picture of the four of them with like two, four. They've got like six belts between them, and then the um, Money in the Bank briefcase, and yeah. they're
1: oh they're on top they're man. a
0: powerhouse faction i don't even know what other factions wwe has aj styles faction they
1: have the oc which is aj styles Michin, and the good brothers they have uh, i guess what is left of the bloodline which is roman solo and maybe jimmy i don't but, know question mark but
0: i guess another faction that has male and female representation i feel like it's just those two yeah it's just those
1: two, yeah, okay. just okay. those two. um there's no there's no other oh, you know what? I take that back. Alpha Academy, Chad Gable, Otis, oh, and yeah. and uh Maxine. I was just curious. So yeah, there there is another faction and and there they get a lot of play on Raw. They get a lot of segments, which is cool. Um the other big matches, uh John Cena showed up to host. He was a special guest referee for Miz and LA Knight. And there is no no better spot for LA Knight to be than to be in a match with Miz and share the screen with John Cena, win the match, and then get John Cena to raise, raise his arm at the end of the match. I love LA Knight.
0: I love LA Knight. I loved LA Knight this, the first time I saw him on NXT. Yep. I loved him. Yes. I thought he was great. Let me talk to you. He is star power. Talking yes. about star power, he has it all.
1: Yes. He has everything. Yeah. He is a throwback. They can
0: build him up as high as high as high as you can go. They can build him up.
1: When he comes out, when his music hits, people jump out of their seat yeah. like they did for Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin, like they did for The Rock, like they did for Mankind, yeah, or or Mick Foley. Like it, that's what's yeah. cool about him. He has he gets that attitude arrow reaction out of the fans. It's fantastic. Uh, I can't I can't wait to see what they're gonna do with him. But last uh, or on Saturday, that was a perfect spot for him to be in. And Miz is so. Miz is one of the best wrestlers in the world. He gets not enough credit for what that man does on yep. the microphone. I don't care what anybody says. There is not very many people that can, that can stand across the ring from him and hold a candle to him on the microphone. Yep. Miz has proved doubters wrong since he joined WWE. He came from real world. Yep. He came from being MTV's on a reality real show. World. And that dude just knows what to do when the camera light comes on
0: and whenever i see him i just think back to that real world season and i'm like man like what good for you man like yeah you, you
1: did it he started his own gimmick in the real world yeah He made his own gimmick in the real world of calling himself the Miz. He
0: did. I remember him like doing wrestling moves in the house.
1: Yeah. So the Miz is fantastic. And, and the, this, this match was built on the fact of LA Knight and Miz going back and forth on the mic. And when they got in the ring, they did not disappoint. And that was very cool. Uh, To speed it up, because I don't want to hit all the rest, but Seth Rollins, Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins defended his title, and Seth Rollins wore gear that was a tribute to Bray Wyatt, which we talked about last week, and uh, Seth Rollins won to uh, retain his World Heavyweight title, and that was payback. So... Overall, I think it was a very good pay-per-view. I enjoyed it. A lot of good wrestling matches. WWE puts on a product that's unlike anything else and makes everything look amazing.
0: That's true. No matter what you want to say about them, they're a high caliber.
1: Yes. Yes. They set the bar. And the bar is very, very, very high when it comes to production and the way things look. Okay. So then the
0: flip side to that, you watch AEW pay-per-view at my parents with the guys last night. Yes. How was that show?
1: AEW, I loved the show. I thought the show was good. Uh, we, we do a thing with the guys where we bet on matches, and I followed more of my heart, so I did not win mm. uh, as as many matches uh, or get the right choices as many people because I, I wanted certain people to win, of which just didn't happen. And they had 10 matches on the card, of which I will not get into all 10. It's just way too much for us to get into today. But I will mention a couple highlights. One is uh, uh, the Bullet Club Gold with Jay White jessica's favorite wrestler rock hard juice it's, robinson he
0: is not he is such a bozo
1: <laughs> and the guns uh, I do b- like that. versus ftr cash and uh, dax and the young bucks this match four guys uh, eight guys in the ring these guys are so athletic so talented Throwback to the old school with some new school involved these guys know how to tell a story and i don't care what anybody says like juice robinson goofy name one of the best wrestlers right now to watch on TV. One yeah, of the funnest like guys. Lunatic. He is absolutely crazy. Like he yells when he's getting hit, and it's like legit. Like sounds like he's like in pain. It's fantastic, man. I loved watching Juice Robinson. His hair's crazy. Yes, um, it
0: looks like a rat's nest. Yeah,
1: it, it it it's it's fun. But that match was fantastic to watch, and uh, Bullet Club Bullet Club Gold won, which uh, I did pick them to win, which was great. Um with CM Punk getting himself fired, his match was supposed to be a strap match versus Ricky Starks mm-hmm. and they brought back Brian Danielson to take the place of I CM Punk. Danielson. So once again, uh last year when this happened with CM Punk, uh they used Brian Danielson and John Moxley to take the weight and these two guys carried the company along with Chris Jericho and a handful of others. And what did they do last night? They use Brian Danielson CM as they Punk's should. CM Punk's like
0: a perfect example of "fool me once, shame on you; fool me twice, shame on me." You're out of here.
1: Yep. And the thing is, is that back in the day, when CM Punk left WWE back in 2014, when he left, the person that benefited the most was Brian Danielson. He's the person who got the push. He's the person who ended up winning the title at WrestleMania when it was supposed to be Punk getting the push. So AEW did the exact same thing. They used Brian Danielson and pushed pushed him last night in the match with ricky starks and those two guys tore it up man it was fantastic um let's see and i guess the last match that i will mention off this show is uh john moxley and orange cassidy main event for the aew international championship orange cassidy has been defending this title for almost a full year and uh he met John Moxley, and these guys, uh, Orange Cassidy has a has a style that's very different from everyone else. And you either like him or you hate him. And uh, I enjoy watching Orange Cassidy because he's very different. But John Moxley is a beast. John Moxley is legit. John Moxley is a tough guy. I feel
0: like John Moxley would like cut his own arm off if it meant he would win the match. And put on a good show for everybody.
1: Yes, and this match was fantastic, and John Moxley won. And you know, Orange Cassidy to defend the title. This was his thirty-second time to defend the title. So no other champion in AEW history has had the title had that many title defenses and stuff like that. So Orange Cassidy. Also, Cassidy's in been
0: their pushed. defense, AEW history isn't that long.
1: No, it's only four years, and this title has only been around for just over a year, I think, or two. Yeah. So, uh, but that match, main event, where it belonged, and um, I think, what a great what I a, think a, a good AEW's
0: show. on its way. They've got a lot of work to do. They've got a really huge roster that's not utilized. They don't really know how to use everybody. They're still learning. I mean, they're really still a baby. Like, WWE yeah. has been around since before we were born. Like, so, mm-hmm. you know, AEW's got a long way to go, but I do think that I've always... I've always struggled to have any kind of respect for Tony Khan because he just feels like a child totally out of his depth and like this move that he did, I was like, all right, maybe this guy can handle because anything that happens, it's like it's like their locker room is so out of control. Like everyone's so out of control. Yep. Like there's no sort of leadership and I feel like maybe this will be a step in the right direction of okay, I've I've got to tighten tighten up the ship a
1: little bit. Yeah. And he's, he did the right call. You got, you have to remove toxicity from your, you do, from your work environment. If you have somebody that's, you have a hostile
0: workplace, you've got to get rid of the hostility.
1: Yeah. I mean, where I work, it's a straight up thing. If you, if you get into a physical altercation with somebody and you started it, you're gone. Yeah. That's it. There is no, there is no questions. You sign that when you sign your employee uh, agreement. Like, that is part of it. If you go after somebody physically and get into an altercation, you're gone. So, I respect the fact that Tony Khan was like, all right, I've had enough. I've yeah. given you enough chances. I've been your number one fan. I brought you back to wrestling after nine years. Like, like it's time for you to go now. Yeah, It's over.
0: Um, and so, I didn't watch any of this wrestling. But I feel like Labor Day weekend has that end of the summer vibe. Like, it's your that's it for you. This is the end of the summer. The summer is winding down and I really wanted to go in my parents' pool and like hang out and do all that kind of stuff because I feel like we haven't done it much this summer. We've had weather advisories from the Canadian fires and we've had so many days where we weren't even supposed to be going outside and
1: ozone
0: ozone days and then yeah. we hit air quality alerts and then we had a lot of random like downpour weather and just crazy like storms. And power outages and all that stuff. And so we went over my parents yesterday and we went in the pool. And I feel like, too, we see each other a lot for this wrestling stuff. But I'm like, I don't get to talk to, like, my dad or my brother, really. When we go over there just for wrestling, they're watching wrestling. My mom and I don't really – we'll watch some stuff, but it's not the same. So I'm like, I wanted to go over there earlier and it was nice because – I went in the pool and my brother went in the pool and my dad. It was just like the three of us in the pool for a while and sitting on the deck and talking and hanging out. And it was really nice and it was gorgeous yesterday. Like it was in the eighties, but there was no humidity at all outside. And so it was nice being out there. Yeah. And like enjoying that. And like when the pay-per-view came on, my mom and I went in the she redid her spare bedroom because um she's been wanting to be able to utilize it. And so they have like a couch in there, a lazy boy couch with a couch bed. And I don't know if you guys have ever tried a lazy boy couch bed, but it's it's a game changer. It's totally different that there's no bars in the middle. There's no, it's nice. It's like a bed. But she's like, I want to be able to utilize this room like when they're watching wrestling and stuff. And I don't want to. I want to have somewhere I can go that's like my space. So she, you know, it was nice doing that. Her and I hung out and did that and came here and let Soph out for a little bit. And it was just like that nice last hurrah of the summer because they're going camping next weekend. And then we're going on our honeymoon. And then you're at the end of September. There's no pool. There's no going in the pool at that point. There's no any of that. So it was nice to do that. You know, it reminded me of like being a kid and having like that last hurrah. Like we always went back to school like the last week in August, which I always thought was weird because then you have like three or four days of school and then you're off for a long weekend and then you're back in school. But that Labor Day is that last like punch to stay up late as a kid. And we always had to pool, So get in the pool as much as possible and just all, like hold on to every last drop of like summer before it's gone
1: yeah and I I remember going to school I remember going to school and um, having like a half day on like the Friday before Labor Day or like the Thursday before Labor Day just to go through your classes meet all your teachers and like get your books and all that kind of stuff and then go home and then like you know after Labor Day on Tuesday come back and and start school yeah so
0: that's weird. That's yeah. weird to me I don't yeah I, I don't, don't understand that I
1: don't remember doing a full week before Labor day so um soph doesn't remember it either she's she, no she doesn't remember doing that fell
0: it sounded like something fell upstairs or somewhere it, fu- it sounded like some silverware got knocked over or something yeah. hey, so hey, she heard alone. it and so she's barking up the stairs and now she's frustrated
1: yeah she's frustrated and tr- scratching my guitar case um but yeah, so I, I don't remember doing a full week. Maybe I did, I don't know. But I only yeah. remember that half day I mean, it scenario. It could very
0: well have been Well, they also will do like um sort of like a orientation day. Yeah. So maybe it was something like that, like uh Get yourself, you know, come in, get your class schedule, do all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like it was more like that. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's been so long. It's been over. It's been 25 years I since I graduated. I so, I mean, 30 years since I was in junior high. I so can I don't vividly
0: remember. picture like me and Eric and our neighborhood friends running around our backyard on Auburn and like going in the pool. Like I can picture it like I'm looking at it. like it's just so weird. Like, yeah. It seems so far away, like it was so long ago, but it's just... My dad used to... We were talking about this in the pool yesterday, so we always had a deck on the pool, and my dad would pick us up, and he would throw us in the pool off the deck, and there were power lines, you know, going above... And we'd reach up, and he'd be like, "You almost touched it. You were so close." And so for our whole youth, we always thought we were like an inch away from like touching the wire. Like we went so high, when really we're probably like four feet from the wire, because you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we were talking about that yesterday, and just how fun that was, and just, uh, just great, great <laughs> summer times as kids. Like we just had, we had the best time. We had grilling and pool and playing flashlight tag at night have you ever do you know what that is
1: yeah I don't I don't think I played it but
0: yeah you know I mean where you were from like so flashlight tag is basically just playing like tag at night with flashlights you're hopping fences you're running you're like it's you're playing till like midnight outside and yeah oh man it's so cool <laughs> It was just fun stuff
1: yeah I mean I remember going to my aunt's a lot and and uh hanging out with my cousins A lot during the summer and stuff, especially when I didn't have a car and stuff. We would alternate um, going to each other's house. I'd go hang out with Tara and Clint or Tara and Clint would come over. Um, That sense of freedom
0: as a kid in the summertime that you will never have again once you start paying
1: taxes. Yeah, and then when my parents moved out uh, to the house my mom's in now, I uh, met a neighbor who rode a bike and I had a bike, and we became friends and we rode everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Probably went within five miles of the house. I, I knew every road and every back road and everything because I, I, we just rode our bikes Wasn't everywhere. Isn't that awesome
0: just riding your bike yeah. as a kid? I like, mean, you I, felt- we
1: were five miles outside of the city. So, yep. like, we could go anywhere and everywhere. It was fantastic.
0: Yeah. That's cool for you. You had little, like, I'm sure, like little nooks and crannies you could take your bike yeah. in. and
1: Yeah. And then when I was even younger, like, it was archery. So we were doing outside archery tournaments and stuff yeah. like that. And Labor Day weekend would be our last big hurrah weekend to do an archery tournament yeah. before we would start doing what we call a 3d tournament where in October it would be a little bit colder outside, but we would have animal targets and it'd be 3d cause they'd look like 3d animals, oh, okay. not flat paper yeah. targets. And, uh, we would change our range cause we had a place that we leased at like several acres worth of property. Um, and uh we would turn all the targets into putting up 3d targets on our range as well and so that would be what october was was we could do that because it's hunting season
0: yeah
1: um and then cool. that was next to a golf range so we would chris and i would cross the dirt road street and go look for golf balls oh, because yeah. right there were people teed off you'd have people that teed off into the woods and we'd go look for golf balls what'd you do with them i don't know collect them and yeah. and Uh, Mickey golfed all the time. So any golf balls we found, we just gave them to him so that he could use them when he went golfing. Um,
0: fun. Yeah.
1: And I remember, I remember doing that, man. We had, we, we had so many tournaments out there. It was, it was fun. Um, little Eagle archery was the name of the club.
0: Nice. But that was my
1: dad and Mickey, um, and I, I remember being out there with them, we made the trails and everything, four wheeler and cut everything down and
0: That's the kind of stuff such, I never so cool, experienced. Man. That I don't like four wheelers and like that kind of we I don't
1: know. I spent most I spent the majority of my childhood outside.
0: I'm a city girl, you're a country boy. Who'd have thought it would work?
1: Yeah. I mean I I spent the majority of my life. Before I moved to Michigan, I spent the majority of it outside in the woods.
0: And now you are, like, adversive to going outside. He hates it. He won't ever go in the pool with me. He won't ever be in the sun. Like, he's sitting on the deck under an umbrella, and I'm just like, can you just come in the pool with me? I just want to swim a little bit with my husband. Nope. Do it like why can't I be married to someone who just does what I want to do?
1: It is very difficult to keep this shade of melon. It is a lot of work. You have no melon. It's a lot of work to keep that albino color. It's a lot of work, and I work hard on it every day to keep the color by
0: staying inside.
1: (laughs) I go outside in our Our whole honeymoon's
0: going to be outside. We're going to be out there. You're going to be out there and loving every minute of it.
1: Yeah, some of it will be in the city, though, and I don't know. Cities are just different. If we lived out if we lived out in the country, it'd be different. I'd probably be outside more, but I just, I don't know. The city doesn't really have much to offer me.
0: It literally has all kinds of things.
1: <laughs> that's part of cities. <laughs> I, uh. I feel like that's a good transition to transition into our uh, entertainment and the fact that uh, the show we watched is about some people who lost all their money and got moved to a small town.
0: It took him three years, y'all, but we finally finished Schitt's Creek.
1: Yeah. What a fantastic show. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. I will say for me that the first season, I remember getting up in like the second or third episode and leaving the room when Roland was talking. Yeah. I, I was just like, yep. I don't even care. Chris Elliott. I don't care what this character has to say. I wish somebody would punch him in the mouth. I hate him so much. And then by season three, I was laughing so hard at him on almost every scene he was I in.
0: I will say when I originally went to watch Shits Creek, it was probably 2016. And Roland was so annoying to me in the first episode, I stopped watching it. But Shits Creek came from Dan Levy and yep. e- Eugene Levy. Yep. Um, and Dan Levy wanted to create a show about a rich family that lost everything, but from like kind of a different lens. Yeah. And so he created Schitt's Creek. It was, um, he's the son, Eugene Levy's the dad, Catherine O'Hara is the mom and Annie Murphy plays the sister and they are uber rich, um, because Eugene Levy's character, Johnny Rose had a fran- had franchise of video rental stores that made them rich but their accountant did some fishy stuff. They ended up losing everything. And on a bet with David, Dan Levy, um, Eugene Levy's character bought the town of Schitt's Creek, which is this random little town in Pennsylvania, I believe. Yep. And so they end up in Schitt's Creek living in a motel while they're trying to recover from all of this. And they're very... Um, narcissistic they're very (laughs) spoiled they're very everything in season one and one of the beautiful things about the show is how well written it is and it's subtle the character growth for all of them especially Alexis um, the sister is amazing her from season one to season six and the character growth is so good that they are still them a hundred percent them but just more well-rounded, more aware of reality and more like independent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she she has a very good character character growth in that show that's impressive. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed watching her progression.
0: As much as I hated getting to season 6 and knowing it was over, I was looking forward to Steven getting to season 6 because of the great, like, character growth moments for, like, her, for Roland, Stevie.
1: Yeah. Oh, Stevie, man. In the beginning of the show, like, I... Eugene Levy is incredibly good at awkward. We learned that in American Pie. This dude Whoa, knows best how to... Well,
0: Show, yeah, all those shows. Like, he
1: he knows how to deliver lines and be awkward about it and stutter through it and do us and ahs and uh, and eyebrows and the whole thing. Yes. We know he's great at that. So... That was cool. But the character Stevie by Emily Hampshire is fantastic. Yeah. Right off the bat, this girl knows how to deliver lines with a deadpan face oh, yeah. and not crack. And her her and, and Dan Levy together were absolutely gold. Absolute yes. gold. Absolute yes. gold on screen. Those two stole so much of this show together with just their conversations their dialogue together their facial expressions they didn't sometimes they didn't even have to say anything they could look at each other it was fantastic so i i immediately thought stevie character was like the best character on the show in the first season and then she's this introverted character who's you know the hotel you know front desk person Yeah. And then she grows and yeah. turns into this, like, adventurous, like, I've got to venture out. I've got to figure yeah. out what else is out there. I've got to do this, you know. And and she, like, blossoms. It's great. Yeah. It's great to watch. Very cool.
0: I um What also is cool is that, you know, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara play the couple. They've been... They've been, like, friends and co-workers since they were on Second City TV, Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman, all of those kind of movies they've done together, and he asked her just to do, like, just to do the pilot while they maybe shopped it around, and just to see, like, just, because she's like, I don't want to be in the show, and so she does the pilot and then you know it like gets picked up and they're like well what what if we just go season to season and she's she's in the interview they have like a in 2020 it came out like uh best something in warmest regards it's sort of like a behind the scenes taping of the last season yeah and um she's like And I didn't want to do the show because I was busy doing nothing. And then she's like, could you imagine if I didn't do the show? What a fool I would be. Like, but the (laughs) nondescript accent of Moira was all Catherine O'Hara. All of the wigs was all Catherine O'Hara. All of that kind of stuff was her bringing something to that role. And I love that because it's almost like a family affair because, you know, Eugene Levy and Dan Levy, father and son, um, Dan's sister Sarah plays Twyla, who... Works at the cafe, so that Sarah Levy, and then you've got Catherine O'Hara. That's you know they're all, so there's this this familiarity there with everybody already, yeah. and I think too, they write in such a way to normalize everything. Like everyone knows the, I like the wine, not the label.
1: Yeah,
0: I like who I like. It doesn't matter if they're male or female. I like you know. Yeah, and I think the the David being gay was just normal, as it should be. Their writing was normalizing. One of the most beautiful love stories I've ever seen, one of my favorite TV couples of all time, is David and Patrick on Schitt's Creek. Dan Levy and Noah Reed. Yep. They, their love story and their growth for both of them, coming from very different places, to getting together, and their like love story on that show yep. is one of, they're probably one of my favorite TV couples of all time, of all shows I've ever watched.
1: I, I thought Noah Reed was brilliant.
0: Patrick was amazing he I like literally Stephen took so long to watch the show and it was killing me and I was like I just want to get to Patrick I just want to get to Patrick come on once Patrick gets here and then it's like oh Patrick. yeah and Noah Reed if you guys recall he's also a singer we're going to see him in November songs of a broken chair is an amazing album
1: yeah yeah she's she's had that on and 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 I've I've heard bits and pieces of it. I really like it. The documentary you were talking about is called Best Wishes, Warmest Regards. Yes,
0: and it's great. So uh, Hulu is streaming Schitt's Creek right now. The Best Wishes and Warmest Regards we had to watch on Amazon.
1: With ads. The freebie
0: thing. So there were some ads, but it's worth it.
1: Yeah, it's totally worth it. It's even worth
0: it to get it if you love the show. I was crying. in the, And you can tell how much they all love it because they do a final table read for the last episode. And they're all crying. Yeah. Like Emily Hampshire is like grabbing tissue like it's her job, and like.
1: Yeah the the thing is is like it, the documentary is following their last season the yes. f- fifty two days of, of to film the last yeah. season and. It's it, it's cool to hear them talk about it. Um, it's very cool. It's very cool to hear Dan Levy talk about yeah. it specifically. Um, this was his baby. Yeah you know he brought it to his dad and his dad helped a lot and even Eugene is just like yeah he he brought it to me with this idea and you know and and we made it a thing and and he talks about how that like you know Dan wanted to like well why can't, can't we just move along he's like no we we have to go character through our paces. Develop-
0: Eugene Levy was all about the character development, yeah. which shows because the show is cast so well, too. You have Jennifer Robertson as Jocelyn. You've got Chris Elliott as Roland. Karen Robinson as Ronnie. Dustin Milligan as Ted. Like, these were, these characters are amazing. They are your, you know, your your side characters in the show. They're not the main characters. They're, you know, yeah. the secondary characters. But they take every scene they're in. And it's amazing.
1: Yeah. They'd, like it,
0: everyone's great even you know it's just a great cast overall
1: yeah i i very much enjoyed this show it was brilliant on it's, a great. Lot of levels. it's great
0: there are so many gifts and one-liners and i've got my rose apothecary shirt and i've got like a insulated mug from Shit's creek like
1: and 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 i can't i can't stress this enough that um the most confusing and confounding thing of this show was dan levy's apparel and choice of clothes to wear i have never in my life yeah seen the clothes that this man wore on this show i I, i've never seen it in real life i've never seen it on a show it it boggles the mind i said
0: to you i was like he when you watch like a runway model and you think what is this guy wearing nobody would ever wear that anywhere that's what like
1: David wore yeah that's the stuff Moira's
0: clothes were amazing and in the best wishes warmest regards they talk about Moira's wardrobe and I'm like I don't know why they didn't talk about David's because yeah
1: because his was wacky but like I'm
0: so glad that we finally finished the show together now I can just like put it on in the background while I'm doing stuff because it's excellent if you've never watched Schitt's Creek watch
1: it highly recommend Schitt's Creek for Can sure. you
0: get through album anniversaries in five minutes?
1: Oh boy, I totally forgot all about yeah. our album anniversaries. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to plug right on you through. You have this. got
0: five minutes, sir.
1: I got five minutes. Yes. All right. So uh, right off the bat, we got the High Women.
0: Excellent. I love this album. This is great.
1: Yep. If you like Marion Morris, if you like Brandy Carlisle, uh, what's the other girl's name? Natalie. That... Oh my gosh, I can't I... I can't remember her name. And then. Uh, Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting Brandy
0: uh, Carlisle, Natalie Hemby, Marin Morris and Amanda Shires. Amanda Shires,
1: yes. yeah, she is uh, with Jason Isbell in the 400 yes. unit, but she also has her solo stuff. The High Women highly recommend I've this talked album. about
0: it on I've talked about it on here before.
1: Very brilliant yes. album. Love it. Uh, once again because this has been the summer of talking Metallica and Justice for All from 1988. Yep. Another great metal album from Metallica. Highly recommend sunny day real estate from 1998 25 year anniversary of their second album how it feels to be something on this mm-hmm. is a slow burn late 90s alternative early 2000s sound it's album definitely has that sound yes i love yep. it i love the sound on it and it's definitely a mood but it is a it's a slow burn very good stuff jay-z two albums came out this week uh one in 2001 which i think is his best album called the blueprint mm. and then when he returned to music in 2009 because he took a, a couple of year hiatus he released the blueprint three cool uh, i highly recommend the blueprint that's the one that's got h to the is V to the is a mm. great album love it um Kip Moore, Slow Heart, which... His best album. We have talked about Slow Heart so many times on this uh, podcast. We are
0: unanimous in that being his best album. Yes,
1: absolutely his best album, but that is running on six years now, which is crazy. It is crazy. Um, The Arctic Monkeys released their... uh, Man, their album AM, which I felt like they listened to some Black Keys during this, right before they made this album, but it is fantastic. It's got... uh, uh josh the lead singer of queens of the stone age shows up Mm. on it i can't think i can't remember his last name but i know his first name is josh and uh I, i love that album i think it's great it it's a good sound it's a it's a departure from their old sound yeah and it's kind of a door hinge into their new sound with their last two albums but i like it a lot i think it's a good solid album um gary clark jr released his second album in 2015 the story of a sunny boy slim
0: he's good
1: and great. Like he
0: blues and I, guitar
1: yeah i saw him on tour for this album it was fantastic he's got a song on there called uh the healing mm-hmm. which he's talking about music being his healing yeah it's great great album and then uh last on the lit well oh sorry i got two my bad uh 2003 the second album from john mayer heavier things uh, cool. which i mean if you if you don't know early john mayer go back and listen to it it's good stuff yeah it's good songwriting he's fantastic and then final on the list, from 2001, uh, which released on the same day as Jay-Z's The Blueprint, it released on 9-11, mm-hmm. P.O.D. Satellite.
0: Oh, my God. I love this album. I haven't listened to it in so long, and when I saw the album anniversaries, I put it on, and I was like, I know all these songs. I forgot. I used to listen to the CD all the time.
1: Yeah, there is, you know, it, it's it's interesting because both these albums were supposed to release on 9-11, and they did, yeah. and their sales obviously were garbage well yeah because of 9-11 and pod had already released a single at that point called alive and i've never felt so alive yeah and i felt like for me when we were going through 9-11 that was a fantastic song to be on the radio that was yeah. a fantastic anthem of just like we're gonna rise above this sort yeah. of thing so yeah so those are the album anniversaries this week. You have very one cool. other one other thing yes. to mention. So
0: as you all know, we are very um, into mental health, very supportive of people going through mental issues and seeking help. And September is Suicide Prevention Month. So we want to give some resources for those of you who might be struggling. You can always text 988. That is a crisis hotline. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K. Also, www.suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Please reach out. You are not alone. Yes. Please support each other during this time. Yeah. Thank you for listening.
1: One one of the companies that I also follow is uh, To Write Love on Our Arms, and their slogan for this month is Tomorrow needs you. Yes. And yes, I, it does. It I, needs all of us. Yeah. So uh, y- you are important. Um, if you if you if you need to talk to someone call these lines text these lines like get in contact with somebody your story matters like don't uh
0: you matter yes we all matter and you matter thank you for listening you can find us on facebook instagram twitter tumblr wordpress if we can just say 918 at gmail.com Um, like listen subscribe tell your friends share an anecdote tell us something funny tell us something funny in the news next week we're going to have a new in the news segment where we talk about a couple like random storylines that we've seen in the news (laughs) storylines that's funny but that's the news for you (laughs) um so thanks for listening and happy labor day everybody
1: yep i believe that's all we can say this week bye y'all